0: version awesome. I was um yeah, modeling in Japan and one um, on this audition they don't if really... you say
1: that so nonchalantly by the way <laughs> 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 like, like that's a normal thing for, like, for
0: people. Being fabulous <laughs>
1: Rated NA, the podcast for the website NerdAppropriate.com This is episode number 190 And I'm your host Matt And I'm Scott And I'm Ash We got a special
2: episode today Yeah,
1: Julia Voth is back for round two One of our uh, guests from two years ago You guys will know her as the the likeness of uh, Jill Valentine in the Resident Evil series. And, of course, she started in Bitch Slap, and now she's in Package Deal. And she's all over the place. She's blown up. And uh, she was nice enough to come back and talk to us. And she's awesome. She's now
2: a game streamer as well, right? Yeah, which is crazy.
1: (laughs) She she actually was streaming the Resident Evil re-remake as Jill Valentine uh, with the jill valentine beret on for an audience and it was like one of the most surreal meta things i'd ever watched in my life so if you ever want to see jill valentine playing resident evil as jill valentine um she's going to be streaming support
2: too.
1: it was which for me is like you know i think jill valentine was like one of my biggest video game crushes Mm -hmm. and i kind of told her in the episode i'm like when i found out that you're a real person i kind of lost my shit because we yeah, because yeah, imagine, like, Scott, if you found out, like, Link was a real person, what would you do?
2: <laughs> why why did you go there, of all places? You could have made, like, a cornier joke. You could have been like, when you found out that Baby Spice was a real person. There's so many other places you could go with that joke, and you chose I'm Link. S-
1: I'm still talking about your amiibo, your amiibos from the other day.
2: Oh, we could go with, uh, oh, whatever. We don't need to go down this path. This is a dark path.
1: All right. This week's show is brought to you by Loot Crate. And Loot Crate is a subscription service that brings a box full of fun to your doorstep every single month. And this month's crate is a play. And it's all about tabletop games, RPGs, and, uh, you know, old fashioned good fun stuff. Um this month we actually get an exclusive toy from Kid Robot as well as a whole bunch of other you know fun exclusive items mm-hmm. and uh, if you go to lootcrate.com/ratedna slash and use the code word ratedna you're go- you're going to get a subscription at 10% off and you're going to get a box of fun delivered to your doorstep every single month and it's uh, a great way to help out our show and uh, you know it, it's uh, a nice gesture for yourself and for us so
2: helps us a- keep the lights on.
1: Yes, the lights sure on does. Do that. Sweet.
2: All right, cool. Well, how about we go ahead and head over into our Julia Voth interview? Awesome.
1: Enjoy the interview, guys.
2: Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing?
0: I'm good. How
2: are you? (laughs) I didn't know if that was everybody like (laughs) the listeners or everybody like us. I was like, oh, is it
0: my turn to say (laughs) hi?"
2: So uh,
1: we're here with uh, Julia Voss. She's back on the show. And uh, I looked back into the archives. And last time Julia was here was actually episode 97. um, And it is now episode 190. And she was on back in uh, March of 2013. And uh, I guess the first question, Julia, is what have you been up to for about two years?
0: <laughs> I know I was, I was thinking like, what have I been doing? Um, <laughs> well I've been uh, I have a couple projects that I've been doing, uh, one uh, package deal, my multicam sitcom that I shoot up in Canada.
1: Awesome. Excellent.
0: And uh, we, uh, I'm actually flying up to Toronto next weekend to um, attend an award ceremony that I am up for an award for.
1: I saw that. I can't wait you. Talk- yeah.
0: Yeah, the Canadian Screen Awards. So I'm nominated for Best Leading Actress in a Comedy Series.
1: That is awesome. So what is, uh, really quickly, what is the United States equivalent of that award um, or that show? Because I'm not familiar with that show.
0: It's kind of like a Golden Globe. That
1: is awesome, man. Congratulations. That is really, really
0: I actually, like, I felt really bad because because I live in L.A. and I work mainly here. I only shoot that show up in Canada. That's really the work that I do. I got nominated. I'm like, that's cool, and everyone's like, no, it's it's really cool. Why aren't you more excited? I'm like, no, I'm super excited. I just <laughs> like, should I be more excited? <laughs> like, yeah. yes. Uh, like, oh, okay. Sorry.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, for our listeners that don't know much about Package Deal, can you kind of give a brief rundown on what the show is about? I think when you were here last, um, which was in 2013, you were just, I think, starting that show. So that
0: sounds about right. Yeah, I think I probably, yeah, I probably either like just booked it or. Uh, we were like, you know, prepping for, for oh, yeah.
1: I think you mentioned it briefly. That was it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so it's, uh, like I said, it's multicam sitcom, uh, and, uh, we shoot in front of a live audience and it's kind of like, I would, I would sort of think it's like a friends or big bang theory to sort of like, uh, you know, compare it to a show that a lot of people know. Okay. And it's about three, uh, dysfunctional brothers who have a very close, intimate relationship and <laughs> the girl, moi. Who comes between them and uh, sort of takes one of the brothers' time and starts causing shenanigans within oh, okay. the, the dynamic of the brothers? So it's sort of like it's called package deal because basically my character kind of has to date all of them in order <laughs> to really date the man. That she
1: <laughs> that's that's so very true in family situations <laughs> yeah. like that because um, Matt and I are brothers in law. We married sisters. And so okay. it's kind of like when we all hang out together, it's kind of like there is this whole package deal sort of situation. Like I have to essentially put up with like sister-in-law and, you know, and brother-in-law. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's very, <laughs> very familiar <laughs> to us. So It's
0: really funny. And I think a lot of people, I think it's doing so well because, you know, anytime you make a show or you make fun of uh, or fun with family dynamics and brothers and sisters and parents, you know, most people have all of those things. And, you know, and, every, and they all annoy us all yes. most of the time so it's there's a lot of relatability in the show.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I actually did just see. Um, for a really long time, it wasn't available streaming here in the United States because of some, um, you know, blocker they had up. But uh, you yeah. can actually go to City TV now, and I was able to watch some episodes. So um, you can oh, stream sure. you can stream them now. So if you listeners are uh, are curious a little bit about Package Deal, just Google it, and you can find it and watch some stuff because it's it's actually super funny. Um, um, I, I do have to ask you quickly about. Um, you do multicam, so you guys, are you in front of a live audience?
0: Yeah. Is yeah, that we shoot terrifying kind of, or what? Oh my, God, first ep- season one, episode one, I almost crapped my pants. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> no, I was terrified. Um, yeah, so we shoot in front of 100, uh, 150 people every Friday night and uh, of course, it's like a free show. Everyone gets pizza and it's, you know, it's really, really fun but I, it's my favorite part of the process now um, but, like I said, the very first time I had to do it, I I was like, I'm they're going to replace me because I don't think I can do
1: this. Yeah, that's in, that's um, incredible. Like I, was, I can't imagine the stress of that. You know, it's it's. I was yeah. Really... It's
0: like, it's basically like doing a new theater show every week, except you know you get you get a couple tries to do the scene, but you start at the beginning and then you go completely through. So if you like miss a beat at the end, you know they might pick it up if they're running out of time, but they'll just make you do the whole scene again.
2: Oh wow. Which
1: is,
0: which is fun because, of course, I love acting. I love what I do. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, if you have lots and lots of lines to remember and you finally got them right, you're like, now I have to do that again. Oh, I'm going to die. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. well, that, actually, that's a really good segue. I wanted to ask you um, since it is live in front of a, a massive group of people, how do you actually go about? Memorizing that much dialogue because I know, like, I I'm okay with standing in front of people and talking because I did it for a really long time. But memorizing very specific dialogue, like, how do you do that? Like, is it just something you were kind of gifted with, or did you have to really?
0: I definitely got better as the as the show went on, and as uh, you know, I did going into season two. Like your your brain just you just train your brain to like it's like you have to learn it. So your brain's like, okay you know whatever's holding you back you have to sort of put aside and you just really have to focus and if you have to spend a couple extra hours a night or an extra hour a night just yeah. you know drilling your lines and that's what you got to do um, but I, I found that you know even though there's a lot of dialogue it uh, the writing is really is done really really well and so it would and they and the direct and the um, writers are really good at like taking our characters and and sort of merging them with our own you know mm-hmm. personalities and our own strengths and our weaknesses. So when they, so when I got a script, it, it felt very natural to what my character would say. So if you sort of under understand the story and the um, arc of the whole episode,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, even if you don't exactly know what the line is, it's like I said, it's a very natural way oh, okay. of speaking. So it was sort of like it came, it came, it comes natural, even if you don't know it like word for word, Absolutely. which is I think a, a testament to like how good the writers are and how good the stories are. Cause it does seem like a natural progression throughout the episode, but you know, it's, they also have this thing where if a joke isn't working, they'll rewrite it on the spot and give you completely new dialogue. And oh, then wow. you have to say it.
2: Yeah. So, that's really that's exciting.
0: Very yeah. It's very typical for a, um, a multicam sitcom for it to work that way. So, you know, you also have to just be able to like learn your lines and then throw them away and say something new instead so you want you want to know them well enough and you can like get them from your brain but also you don't want to be too married to them or else you'll um, won't get the new you'll you won't be able to like say the new lines for example
1: that's so. that's really is, super interesting is there any room for
2: improvisation <laughs> yeah. does that ever come up just in the natural course of, of taping the show and trying to find the dialogue that works for the audience
1: uh it
0: does we usually uh, for the first couple takes until we got we get the lines down we usually don't uh, do too much improv, just out of respect for the writers, and of everything. course, yeah but once we um but once we got it, it's definitely encouraged to play and ad lib something, improv something. Harlan Williams is the king of doing that, yeah, this that's is super that's kind
2: of who I was thinking of in particular of, of somebody oh, that might kind of go goodness. off the rails a little bit from time to time
0: i uh I don't know <laughs> like <laughs> I always have this thing that when and I see it on my like on the show, like I can like see it in my face like. When he's about to say something, and it's, I'm like, I kind of oh, like shit. pretend I'm mad. I look down, <laughs> I kind of scowl, and I shake my head. It's only because I'm going to laugh so hard, and I just have to hide it. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. so hard to laugh.
1: That's awesome. Well, congratulations on your your nomination with the uh, Canadian Screen Awards. That's super amazing. And when's that? That's like next week, isn't it? That you fly out there? And
0: yeah, I fly out on the twenty fourth, and then it's basically five days of. Uh, you know different press things and meeting fans and um, on the 28th there's a fan zone uh, sort of like event where a bunch of us will be sort of like sitting around and fans can come and meet us and take pictures and awesome. get autographs and stuff like awesome. that so if anybody is going to be in Toronto uh, on the 28th uh, uh, you can just go online and find all the information and very cool come by and say hi and um, we got a couple other fun things and then there's the big gala on the first and then I when I come back to L.A.
1: <laughs> well, well, good luck. That's going to be super fun. Thank and you. if our Canadian <laughs> listeners uh, want to do that, go do that. That sounds like something I would love to do. So, mm-hmm. um, Let's talk a little bit about Resident Evil because Capcom just re-re-released Resident Evil. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: re-release of Resident Evil. And uh, for our listeners that haven't been listening for two years, um, uh, your story about Becoming Jill Valentine is like one of my favorites. We've had lots and lots of people on, but I really, really enjoyed your story about how you were discovered. Can you give like the um, the, the quick version of that story, or I could tell? Yeah, or...
0: for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll give the quick version. Awesome. I was um, modeling in Japan and one um, on this audition. They don't. I you really... say
1: that so nonchalantly? By the way, <laughs> 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 Like yeah, that's I, a normal yeah. thing for, for
0: like, yeah, being fabulous. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Um, and so, like, they don't really, like, give you too much information about what you're auditioning for. They're like, oh, video game. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I showed up, put my portfolio, and walked into this room. There was, like, probably 15 or 20 maybe. Uh, maybe, as, maybe as the story gets older, there's more and more people in this boardroom. But in my imagination now, there's, like, at least 15 or 20, like, Japanese guys in business suits just sitting around. And uh, they look at my portfolio, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I left. A couple days later, my um, manager calls me into the office, and he was like, Julia, you have a big job. Do you know Resident Evil? Like, I don't really play video games, so no, I actually don't know Resident Evil, but fill me in. So tell me about it, and I'm um, super excited to do something like that. I've never done anything like that before. And uh, they basically just scanned my face and hands and toes and ears and tongue and eyeballs into a computer Wow! and then took pictures of me and that was it.
2: Wow. (laughs) I didn't know toe capture was such a uh, integral part of the gaming experience.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's important. (laughs) Everyone's like, wow, they really captured you. I'm like, yeah, they just, I didn't do any of the acting. They just really, they recreated everything, which I keep, I've said this before and, but I just think it's just so, such a testament to the um technology and like how for the time advanced it was oh, because i wasn't moving around and i wasn't using the facial expressions all of that was created like they would take a, a scan and be like look like you're scared i'd like make a scared face and then they're like hold it and then they'd scan my scared face into the computer oh wow like, that's
1: i mean that's literally what it was yeah you're absolutely right and and just looking at um you know the newest version the resident evil re-remake the graphics um, have obviously been slightly enhanced, but they're still using, you know, essentially those old models. They're just using new shaders and stuff like that, and it still looks yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Um, was it cool to realize that they are going to re 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 release the game and still use your likeness? Like, when did you find out about that?
0: Um, I actually found out about it when it was announced to the public. I had no idea that it was happening. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when you're an actor and stuff, you always seem to be the last person to find out about everything, but. That's okay. Um, and uh, I, was, I, I wasn't really shocked because I've always known that that game was really special. And I know that just from my experiences of, uh, you know, acting more and getting sort of like a higher profile, I guess. Like mm-hmm. fans come to me and they tell me how, how fancy our Resident Evil, etc. So mm-hmm. um, it didn't surprise me that, you know, the game is still that successful that they wanted to like you know, yeah. put it out there and, and make it, make it better.
1: You know? do, do folks um, recognize you as Jill when you go out every once in a while? Do people like freak out?
0: I, honestly, um, I think a lot of people don't know it was based on a real person. Sometimes I get weird looks and I think they, they might recognize me from something. But as soon as I've had people like kind of freak out on me when, once they found out, like, it's yeah. come up in a conversation, or maybe I've mentioned something and they're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: Alright, <laughs> um, I have to tell you a story that is super fucking embarrassing, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. Perfect. Um, <laughs> why not?
0: <laughs> Do it. Is,
1: so I I had no idea that Jill was like was you. Um, yeah. was a real person, and I, you know, absolutely love the Resident Evil games. And I think it was like right before Bitch Slap came out, which I Huge fan of Bitch Slap, by the way. I'm still like pining for Bitch Slap, too. Um, but Me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but then I, you know, I, I saw that you were Jill Valentine, and like literally what you just described, I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a real person? <laughs> and, like, I, like, from that moment forward, I'm like, all right, I have to find out who this person is. I have to kind of stalk Julia Voth and find out who Julia Voth is. <laughs> in a very and
2: creepy sort of way. Yeah,
1: in the nicest way possible. In like, the least
0: creepy way possible. <laughs> the least
1: creepy stalking possible. But, um, yeah, I definitely had that moment as a fan of the series where I was, you know, unaware. Because there wasn't a lot of that, um, you know, uh, facial scanning going on at the time in gaming. So, um, you know, Capcom was one of the first companies to really do that and do it well. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw pictures of you as like a real human being, and then I saw pictures of you know the model for J. *Valentine*, I was like, "Holy cow!" Like it, they did a, a, a spectacular job of actually capturing your likeness. So,
0: yeah, they did a really good job. And I'm just always so because that, that, that came out so long ago. I'm like, they yeah. thought I haven't changed very much. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Like, if I, like, I don't know, got really old or something, like, <laughs> just like, it wouldn't look like me anymore. Yeah. But I'm happy that I'm, like, I'm so glad I took care of my skin all these years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could have
2: been really bad. Like, People still, like, revisit me. the game. No yeah, one would have believed me. Up.
0: I would have felt so awful about myself. Yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's interesting. The games don't, like, the games don't really go away. People, you know, still revisit the games over time. So it's always going to come up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a really, it's been awesome. It's been a wonderful Thing to have happened to me, so that's
1: cool. Um, I did want to just drop this. I saw this quote just a couple days ago. I don't know if Julia had seen this yet, but um, Capcom sent out a press release that said that, um, the re 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 release is so hard to say, by the way. The re re release <laughs> of Resident Evil is Capcom's fastest selling digital title in history across both North, North America and Europe. So that means yeah. literally millions of people are playing as you pretty much right now, which is awesome. Good, yeah. Oh,
0: that's so fun! I love yeah. it. <laughs>
1: Fastest selling digital title history. Um, that that kind of leads us to streaming because this is something that you just started to do. Uh, I think a couple weeks or maybe a month or two back. Yeah,
0: a little little less than a month ago, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: So how did you get involved with this? Because this is um, this is all the rage these days. Streaming stuff on Twitch and um,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine who has who runs the channel. Uh-huh. Um, he was sort of like talking to a group of friends of mine and, you know, other people that have been on the stream and all friends. Like I have a bunch of like gamer, nerdy, just awesome friends down here. So mm-hmm. they were like super interested in it and he asked me if I had heard of it. I was like, no, not really. And so he like played me somebody's stream and he was like, we should do something like this. And I was like, okay. And then, and this was like last year still. And so I think he like worked on the, the channel and got it all set up, blah, blah, blah. And um, and then, you know, when my game came out, I, I went to, I was like, so do you think that like, I could stream myself playing my game? Because A, I've never played it before and I really want to, mm. and B, I think it would be like a really cool thing because I keep getting fans asking me to cosplay or fans asking me to like do something with Resident Evil. I was like, well, what a great way to sort of like kill two birds with one stone, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and then I can also like interact with my fans and I can like, they can help me finish the game and like we can have a lot of fun together. So Um, I like that sort of, like, intimate uh, relationship sort of uh, communication that you can have with people. It's neat
1: neat that technology actually supports that now, too, you know? Like, being able to play a game and talk to people and record stuff on a camera, like, that's kind of new that the internet can actually handle that stuff.
0: Yeah, it's really crazy. And I'm lucky that my friend, he just has, like, a super awesome computer, super high-speed internet connection. Like, he just, like, has – he's, like – just has all the stuff. So, like, there's no way I would have been able to do it on my own because I just like, don't have the the equipment. But mm. so, yeah, it's awesome. It worked out really, really well. And that's cool. um, I, I think I'm like almost done the game. People were telling me I'm like 75% done, oh, that's maybe. Awesome. So, that's awesome.
1: So, have yeah. you killed the big snake yet? I always remember the big snake.
0: I did. I did. I did. I killed him.
1: I hate that snake. What was his <laughs> name? Yawn or something like that? I think it was Yawn.
0: I, I, honestly. And then there's the spiders. Like, I. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, the spiders there was, like, are terrible.
0: So many people got these horrible, well, they're not horrible, they're hysterical, uh, screenshots of me, like, screaming as I'm trying to, like, bazooka this stupid fighter. <laughs> stuff comes out, it was, oh my god, it was so gross.
1: <laughs> it's so, like, bizarrely meta, especially if you had the hat on. Like, you screaming, playing as yourself, shooting, a, it's, like, way too yeah. much. It's like the it's, internet just consuming itself. Like.
0: <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah, it's like, 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 like Kim Kardashian breaking the internet? Now I'm going to literally, like, break the internet from within. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So if you did have the tech at home, you think you'd, like, you'd stream more regularly and stuff? Like, are you actually enjoying it a lot?
0: Yeah, you know what? I actually, would. I was thinking of sort of just getting myself started with, like, something. Because I've been having a lot of fun, and I've um, been playing H1Z1 and
1: I like this ever I was thinking of picking it. I just finally got a new computer, like, two days ago. So I've been thinking of actually playing that. Is it cool?
0: It's fun. It's fun. Uh, I really... I like running into people and like talking to them and then, you know, you like make bow and arrows and then there's like zombies and I'm like, I, you know, I just like naturally I'm a really good shot. So I'm like killing all these deer and stuff and like people are eating it. And I don't know. It was fun.
2: That's cool. I need to check it it's out. It looks yeah. It's,
0: it's highly entertaining. I like it a lot.
2: Uh, I'm kind lot. of, go ahead, Scott. I was going to say on sort of a related note during your resident evil playthrough, what is it? What is it like to see essentially your face like, dialogue coming out of your face that you you know because you didn't record the dialogue right
0: yeah that's not my voice yeah.
2: yeah so there's there's a you know a different voice and then um there's really interesting dialogue in resident evil is what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah. um you know like chris don't die and you know <laughs> yeah. you the master of unlocking it's very sort of like <laughs> here's the exposition to the game and it's we lay it out I right in front it, of you i
1: love it it's so classic. i
2: love it too i mean it's it's um it's part of the charm of the game but is that weird to see yourself like oh that's my face but those aren't my words you know it's like
0: it it's really weird i don't know I, I think the voice of it kind of sounds a little corny i don't know but i was just sort of like every time she says i'm like Ew. Oh, because in my head it should sound like me,
2: you know. Right? I'm, like, yeah.
0: around Her thoughts are totally my thoughts, and it looks like me. It's totally me, and then this like other person's voice comes out. I'm like, oh god, that's not, not right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that that dialogue yeah, is it, very quirky. It's enduring though. I mean, it's um, it's endearing, I should say, and enduring. But it's it needs to stay It endures. Exactly well, it endears. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's, uh, it endears well endures, or whatever. Exactly. Um, pretty yeah, the dialogue is kind of funny. It's like it was written in Japanese and then someone just translated
2: it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure
1: that's exactly what happened and it was translated not so well. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs>
2: so that is the best. <laughs>
1: really bad. It's um, yeah. yeah, a, actually a good tra- transition because uh, you know, you seem like you really still like the character a lot. If Capcom were to kind of crawl out from Capcom land and say, hey, like we want to make a new Resident Evil and we want to use your likeness again, would you perhaps be game for that?
0: Um. Yes.
1: I know that's like a like a loaded question, but I I couldn't I had to ask it. So
0: oh, absolutely no! It's it's funny people ask me that all the time. I was like, I mean, absolutely, Uh, it's been so much fun. First time, I would be super lucky to be able to do it again, and you know, and it's uh, and I would love to do more of like the mocap stuff, you know, like actually being her for real instead of just Uh. like the scan. Like I would love to go deeper and like be more involved with her actual like movements and stuff like it's, that would be it let you to other them,
1: level. it'd be awesome like you know should, the whole whole totally. deal, sort of like what Troy, like, Troy Baker does now Barry,
0: like. run! Ugh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> poor Barry
0: poor Barry oh my god it was so funny because like because you know you're supposed to like save Richard yeah and, and then like it took me like five tries to actually save him because I kept going into the wrong door and then I kept getting lost and you have to run really fast and oh my god it was like so anyways, like, there was a whole this, like hashtag on Twitter, like, save Richard, and then <laughs> and, and then I ended up killing Richard, and then it was like, oh, rest in peace, Richard.
1: <laughs> oh, Richard.
2: I just had a brilliant oh, idea for, for your playthrough. You should just play the game with no volume, but with the subtitles on, and anytime you're speaking, you just read the dialogue oh, to your that Twitch stream. Yeah,
1: was, was a really good idea. <laughs> it would <laughs> be like super that. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just act out all the scenes.
2: And then you could bring your friends on just to read the other parts, just yeah. randomly come in and kind of do the yeah, totally. you know b- Barry's part. Yeah yeah that's
1: why Scott's the producer. He has he has the
2: ideas.
0: Yeah. You do have the ideas. I'll I'll run that by the uh, the producer of our stream and, and
2: uh, exactly <laughs> yeah it could be a live a live read through of
1: Oh yeah. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I would be so on board for that.
0: That'd be really fun.
1: Um I
0: My brain, everything.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I saw I think it was maybe last summer. My dates might be screwed up, but um you were out I think in the boonies filming a movie called Painkillers Mm-hmm. And, um, the guys making that movie were super enthusiastic and like tweeted at us a bunch and got us excited about the movie. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Like what, cause yeah. I don't know much about it at all. So this is kind Yeah.
0: Of- yeah. Um, I can tell you a little bit about it. Um, it hasn't been a release yet or anything, so I don't want to give out yeah. too many, uh, like yeah, yeah,
1: spoilers no, no spoilers. So.
0: Yeah. Um, but so basically it's about, uh, a, a troop of mercenary soldiers that get sent to Afghanistan um, in order to bring something back. And we're we're not given that much information. You don't really, going into it, that's kind of all you know. Okay. Um, at some point in the movie, uh, all of their memories get wiped. They can't remember anything. They don't remember what happened yesterday, and they don't remember what happened 10 years ago. It's like they're just sort of just not zombies, but they're very, they're just yeah. like.
1: Like, men, men in black stared at this the funny light, and now they don't remember anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and,
0: so, um, and so basically from there, they start discovering why they're there, who put them there. And it's a really twisty, turny story. Uh, it's like sci-fi action. So there's, like, um, it's a really awesome twist at the end. And um, I loved, I really loved it because we did all of our own stunts.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And, oh, great.
0: Yeah, and Steve McMillan, who is one of the uh, stunt coordinators in The Hobbit films,
2: Oh, wow.
1: He
0: came, he came down and uh, and worked with us and uh, sort of got us to a place where we were doing super awesome stunts that were like within our capabilities and looked natural yeah. and felt natural and were safe yeah, <laughs> for yeah. us to do. And um, it was really really great. There's a couple uh, I've seen a couple of my like fight scenes and uh, they turned out really good.
1: Oh, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's good and it's a it's a great story. My my character. Plays like a, a super smart, uh, she's sort of like a, a child prodigy almost, and uh, she sort of is the brains behind the operation and is the one who's truly sort of like starts to figure out what's going on with them.
1: Oh, that so. sounds awesome! I'm really, I'm, yeah. I'm stoked to see it. Did you, um, you talked a little bit about the, the fight choreography and stuff? You've had you've had like a bit of training. I think last time you were on, you were talking about Project Sarah, and we talked about like all you know how how hard you trained for that, and then I, I remember. Um, talking to you about Bitch Slap too, I think. Like you did a print interview with us, like our first year. So first of all, thank you yeah. for that. Oh that yeah, that was, was like, fun. Su- super like nice of you, our first year as like the total newbies on the block to give us any time. So um, <laughs> that, was, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, but you know, did you have to? You had to train more for this, even after yeah. Bitch Slap and Project Sarah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It, uh, we basically started. I mean, and it's not very much time, but we started a month before production, which usually when you're on a big budget movie, it's like six months but you know yeah not have the, the budget for that which is very normal in uh, indie film mm-hmm. films but um I like that kind of schedule because you 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 know there's there's no uh, there's there's no slacking it's like you you, you do what you got to do and you you know you make it work yeah and uh, you work really hard and so yeah we had a month beforehand where we were training and you know making sure like our bodies are strong enough and like working out really hard and you know learning the choreography and and so again, yeah, and then once we got up to Calgary, we shot it up in Canada. And um, I was just gonna ask
1: you that, where you shot to like represent Afghanistan, because I'm like, there's no way they went to Afghanistan. <laughs> there's
0: no way we did. It was actually really amazing. Um, there's a place in Alberta, just outside of Calgary, called Drumheller, and it's um, it's basically one of the largest collection of dinosaur bones in North America. Oh, that's cool. Like, you could just be walking around and like, oh, there's a bone sticking out of the ground. Like it's it's insane. Um, and there's like a, it's, it's actually a really beautiful, uh, place. So if you're ever up there, you can go. But so basically we went down to the valley and then when you look up, it looks like it's mountains and then they just digitally put in bigger mountains in the background. So it, uh, doubled as Afghanistan, mm-hmm. just movie magic. That's- and, uh, yeah, yeah. So we got to go up there and we filmed for about a month and, um, it was an awesome experience Peter Winther who, uh, wrote and directed it, um, was one of the producers on, like Independence Day and The Patriot. And so he's uh, had, you know, had great success with uh, movies like that. And so it was uh, one of his first directing uh, gigs. And he was so awesome to work with and, you know, really sort of like believed in us and like let us sort of, you know, do our thing on set. And that's it was great.
1: great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, so do you guys have any sort of date as to when people can maybe see it? I know it's like it says it uh, in post now, so maybe sometime this year,
0: yeah, sometime this year for sure, and uh, you know sometimes its always happens with movies, you know uh, things get pushed back, post production takes longer, all that kind of stuff, but oh, it's yeah. um from what I hear, it's very, very close to being done, which is awesome, awesome. really cool, and then I'm pretty sure you know it's like uh, it'll probably just be like b o d and Netflix sort of release, yeah which would be wonderful. yeah, um,
1: it's like I really, I kind of prefer consuming my yeah. media that way these days anyway, you know
0: it's true. You know, unless it's like a big budget movie and you know the box office it's like guaranteed to get a certain amount back financially for a movie, it just doesn't really make sense anymore to to do the theatrical release. you know, be make that your goal. Like you make yeah. way more money back and you reach so much more people from their homes so
1: i think it's like it's much more respectable now to have a movie go like straight to vod it's not seen as like anything negative anymore just from yeah. a consumer's perspective i'm like oh sure. it's like yeah. like i would love to you know sit and watch that at home and i think there's a lot of a lot of people that watch a lot of movies and just don't you know like to go to the theater anymore so
0: yeah yeah there's there's big budget and uh, not big budget there's like big stars movies that go straight to vod so it's not like it's doesn't mean it's a bad movie doesn't mean yeah. it's a you know, it just means that that's the journey of that movie. And and honestly, like I said, I actually prefer that, too, because then, you know, all my friends can see it right away.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have um, a bunch of stupid lightning round questions and cool. um, <laughs> answer these as truthfully as possible and <laughs> we'll see what happens. All okay. right. Are you prepared?
0: Have to end out some of these answers. I don't
1: know what's going to. No, they're they're not. They're not bad. They're not bad. Okay. Not bad. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you.
2: We want you to come back some.
1: Yeah, we want you to come back we're at least like, in another two like, years.
2: Did
0: she hang up on us? Yeah. Gonna...
1: <laughs> Why would you <laughs> ask her that horrible question? No, I wouldn't do that. Um, these are like relatively G-rated. Oh, I mean, you can you could answer them any way you want, but
0: all right. To
1: be okay. So the okay. first one is um, what is the first movie you remember seeing in the movie theater?
0: In the movie theater? In the um, movie
1: theater, yeah. It's a hard question.
0: It is a hard question. Well, like I remember seeing like The Lion King. Okay. But I don't know, when did that come out? I mean, I wasn't super young when that came out though.
1: Um, I don't even remember when Lion King came out. I want to say it's like 90?
2: 1994.
0: Yeah. 94. 94? Oh, good. Okay, so I was like eight, nine years old. That's that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's not a very good answer, though. No,
1: it's an honest (laughs) answer. mine I've said this on the show before. Mine was Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh,
0: nice.
2: (laughs) Mine was um, Harry and the Hendersons. (laughs) That is a great first (laughs) film. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's a really sad first film, too.
0: That's funny. Actually, no, the thing that I remember most about seeing The Lion King was that, like, when you're nine years old, the whole intro, and it's like, you know, holds up Simba, and it goes, boom, Lion King, and it's like, it's a really powerful, but when you're like nine, you're just like, mm, you yeah, know, this is a bunch of animals I looked over at my mom and she's like crying. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, mom, why are you crying? Of course she got mad at me. Cause I was like kind of making fun of her in the, in the movie theater. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And then like years, years later when I like kind of grew up a little bit, I watched it at home and then I started crying and I started laughing hysterically. Cause I was like, that's what my mom was crying at. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah, you understand a lot more as you get older. Absolutely. Like all those You're Disney cartoons are, they're like soul crushing when you watch them as an adult. You're like, why did I ever watch
0: I know. And like, I refuse to watch Dumbo to this day because it just makes me sob. Like I'll just like, I won't be able to deal for the rest of the day if I watch Dumbo. Like, There's
1: a whole lot of death and carnage in those early Disney films. They just <laughs> they kill <it's> everyone. Dark. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So the next one is about TV. And it's, um, what are your favorite television shows, and do you even watch TV?
0: Um, I I do like The Walking Dead. I like it. It's like a guilty pleasure, so yeah. I'm happy that it's back. And I watched uh, the, the mid-season premiere last depressing,
1: night. Depressing, isn't it? I just watched it, too. Super yeah. depressing.
0: No spoilers like die,
1: for our like, listeners, but pretty mm, messed up.
0: I know. Everyone's dying, and all your favorite characters die, and... You know, but I think it's actually getting better. Like the the mid season premiere was shot really well. I actually like visually, I thought it looked really good.
2: Yeah, uh, I better agree. than
0: some of the other episodes. I don't know who directed it or what different happened, but I actually I enjoyed it a lot more.
1: So I have, cool. I have the answer to that. If you, if you want me to get nerdy for a second, but the, sure, the, I do, the yeah, the guy that directed it was uh, Greg Nicotero, who does the effects too. But he's kind of moved into like. Uh, you know, the director's seat lately, and he's pretty awesome. awesome. So, yeah. He's
0: awesome. I, I definitely enjoyed it. As soon as it came out, I was like, whoa, what's this? This is, looks cool. Like, just, you know, the walking, I mean, they're, they're special effects. They need to, like, get a little better. It's like some headshots, and you're like, that's super fake. Yeah. But, like, they have no, such an amazing show. It's popular. It's, it's you know, a subject matter that everyone's just so interested in. Yeah. You know, he does just, just make that show, like, fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. But, no, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good it's show. On do you yeah. binge watch stuff when you when you sit on Netflix? Do you have time to actually binge watch stuff?
0: That's kind of the only way I watch things because, yeah. like, in my job, either I have no time or I have lots of time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's rarely in between that I'm like, oh, I'm normal amount of time on my hands. Uh, so I'm either like working or I'm not. So when I'm when I'm watching, I usually binge watch just all day long. You know, ordering food.
1: Oh, it's the way to do you it. Know,
0: when like seven o'clock rolls around, open a bottle of wine. You're still watching. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <It's> my jam.
1: <laughs> this one's my favorite question. All right. You are stranded on a desert island and a small box washes up on shore. What is inside that box?
0: Rum and <laughs> sunscreen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite answers most people try and get like you know an inflatable raft and like essentially try and create some way to escape and you're just like fuck it (laughs) yeah i'm
0: on a desert island like i like vacations i like being in tropical places you know i'll i'll be a little drunk and i'll have a good time by myself and then i won't get a sunburn and you know maybe if if it's you know, maybe someone will find me. If not, I'll, I'll die a happy lady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You've definitely answer. won the award for fastest answer to the question. Yeah. Which absolutely. is very impressive.
1: Yeah. That is uh, that's amazing. Excellent. All right. So the next one involves food. Oh, yeah. Good. I know. And this one is about pizza. It says, uh, the perfect pizza is topped with blank.
0: Just so much cheese.
1: <laughs> Just so much cheese. That's awesome. Yeah just a variety of cheese or just straight up um, like cheese
0: pizza Yeah, a variety of lots of cheeses. Okay. Of
1: cheeses, yeah. It's a good answer. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Super, super cheesy pizza. Super cheesy, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um this one's this one's deep. This is a deep question. Okay. <laughs> would you get along with a 15-year-old version of yourself? Oh, yeah. You would?
0: Yeah, I think I would.
1: Oh, I would hate me so much. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I would <laughs> I you know what I recently found? I went to North Carolina, my parents have a cabin up there and they have a, a trunk and inside the trunk is a box of old VHS cassettes from when I was like fifteen.
0: Oh wow. And I plopped
1: one in the summer and I was such a little asshole. Like I I don't <laughs> I don't remember being such an asshole, but I would have literally beating myself. <laughs>
0: like, punch myself right in the face, yeah. I was
1: It'd such a, <laughs> I know, I was so mean to my parents, my parents were trying to be so cool, and I was like, ah, oh, is uh, mm-hmm. a hard, it's a hard age, but.
0: It's a hard age, I mean, honestly, like, I was, I booked Resident Evil when I was 15. That's Like, crazy. I was in Japan modeling and, like, trying to be this, like, professional model and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, so, like, you know, I probably would annoy myself a little bit, you just need to, like, smarten up a little bit, but I, uh, I think that I would totally get along with myself. I was That's, I was sweet. I think I think I think I was sweet.
1: That, well, you you grew up in like a rural rural place in Canada, right? So you had a pretty yeah. like pretty stable, calmish youth. Yes. If I remember correctly, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Had, you know, good family, two brothers and a sister. We, I grew up on a farm. You know, it was just sort of like super normal 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 childhood.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you've survived the lightning round questions. Uh, Whoa, well, I did those are, it! Those are, great, <laughs> those are great answers. You were just like, you're like I'm doing it. Um, so where can people find you on social media? Because we want people to follow you.
0: Okay, it's really complicated. My Twitter name is Julia Voth. Mm.
1: My Super Instagram name
0: is Julia Voth. My Facebook name is Julia Voth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really complicated. You, yeah, I have um, that's so it's like It's all pretty simple. And then... My profile on uh, Facebook uh, is has the little check mark, the, my the, the page that I use, so it's all like verified and whatever. Okay, and my, my Twitter is verified too, so easy to find. And um, I'm on there, you know, every day a little bit, posting things. But I love interacting with people. I love hearing about my fans' day and what they're up to. So if you're on Twitter and you would like to like chit chat and and you know, that I would love to, I'd love to hear from yes. you.
1: Yes, everyone, follow at Julia Voth everywhere
0: please
1: yeah cool well thank you so much for coming on the show and uh good Absolutely. luck with your with your award in a couple of weeks and uh thanks. and hopefully next time you come back it won't be two years because we'll be we'll be old and tired by then
2: it'll, <laughs> be episode,
1: like, it'll be like episode 500 it'll be like do you remember back in the 2010s <laughs> <laughs> exactly well thanks so much that was cool. awesome <laughs> so much fun
0: yeah it was awesome
1: All right. That was Julia Voth hanging out. She was a blast. Um, I, you know, I expressed several times in the interview that I'd like to have her on more often, but she is a a blast to talk to. And, and uh, you guys should tune in and see her play as Jill Valentine. That's Twitch TV uh, slash Sharp 3D. And she'll be doing that on Friday night and then on Sunday. And of course, like she said, follow her on Twitter. And facebook and instagram that's just julia voth everywhere so she's cool she's a she's a pal of ours and you know the thing that uh yeah. is really neat is she has been supportive of us since year one and for those of you who are, are podcasters or who listen to a lot of podcasts the first year is really fucking hard mm-hmm. because nobody wants to talk to you and i vividly remember reaching out just kind of out of the blue and being like hey like you know we have the show we were really really early i think we were like on i don't know maybe episode 20 or something by then and she did a print interview with us and um you know has been our twitter pal ever since and that was you know four years ago so
2: yeah the year uh, the year one crew at nerd appropriate is a very exclusive crew from what i remember
1: oh yeah and year one crew like mad respect to them we'll support them till the end of the the end of the earth because they supported us so big thanks to julia Both for that um, if you want to follow us, and uh, you know, hopefully you do. That's at nerd on Twitter, and you can go to uh, Facebook slash nerd and you can email us directly. And that is Matt, Scott, and Ash at Nerdappropriate.com, And uh, of course, you know, our show is on iTunes, and you can rate us and give us stars. Yeah. you give stars I was there, right? Say.
2: We haven't said that in a while. Go we haven't said us that on in the like a hundred
1: episodes. <laughs> yeah. Go give us a favorable review on iTunes. That's I've been, the only way I've been we listening to Rachel and Miles and they say that at the end of every episode. And I'm like, I need to say that too. Yeah.
2: yeah. we well, just did. Yeah, we every... just asked people to do it.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode 190. And we'll be back next week with more stuff.
2: Full episode next week. Damn. Have
1: a good week. Uh, in the 2010s (laughs) exactly i don't know why i just did that voice this is is me this is me totally exhausted by the way so
0: that that, that's your that's your old man like actually i really want to have an interview with you when when you start talking like that i'll be
1: be (laughs) good i'll I'll be direct messaging you at like 85 you want to come back on the show
0: yeah (laughs) perfect